welcome to Spark Love. I'm Sumi. And I'm Ray. We created this space to share how we took our relationship from toxic to extraordinary. To be able to improve, we gotta talk. And that's what we're here for. Come with us on a journey where we will openly discuss all of our challenges and our stories. This is Spark Love. Welcome to another episode of Spark Love. My name is Sumi. And my name is Ray. (laughs) (laughs) Today we are going to be talking about love languages and the expectations that we place around them. That's right. So expectations around love languages, but what are love languages and how they affect our relationships? And of course, a few stories and examples just the whole journey so i improvised last last episode at the end like oh next week we're gonna talk about this and i actually don't know really much about it you have done like facebook lives and stuff about this so <laughs> i'll be more of a, a learner in this episode but um i have some some examples to share and and some interesting topics that you found for us so You'll be, you'll be yeah. guiding us this time. So I, I have been learning a lot about love languages. I've watched a lot of videos around it. I have read a lot about it. I have shared this with people that I've worked with and it has, it has helped. Like I've shared this with the people that are around me and it is something that is very impactful it's impactful to realize that we have love languages yeah i remember in the previous episode i also said like wow when i found out about this for the first time when you were doing the nlp certification and i don't know i think it was a quiz or something uh that we started discovering this it was like wow what the hell this is so this is so true but i had no idea about it so anyways, I, we wanted to share with you guys the details, uh, the, um, our opinions and our personal journey around love languages and, and you know, how life changing it, it was to, to get, get our, head, our heads wrapped around this concept and um, realize how it affects everything. It has huge impact in your relationship. So it's very yeah. important to understand and then- and then having that awareness of going back and thinking about how it was in previous relationships where you had no idea about the subject and how how different it was the the beliefs that were created around that the expectations that were created around not knowing about the subject about thinking that everybody has the same way of loving All right, so what's in it for you today in this episode? Um, We're going to be diving into the importance of love languages, what they are, and some examples. And um, for that, we need to get started with understanding what it is about. So So, lasting relationships, like anything, take intentional commitment over time. But when you're just not on the same page in your relationship, keeping your love alive can feel overwhelming, frustrating, or even impossible. Especially on the internet. (laughs) Um, 
a few couples actually seem to find like the secret, you know, of keeping love alive, keeping that that fire burning. And um, in our case, we are lucky to <laughs> to agree mutually agree that that's how it is for us. We experience it like that. So um, it has to do with this. So yeah, it's we have had a very. Um amazing six and a couple of months <laughs> six years and a couple of months to realize how alive our relationship is <laughs> um so yes i believe that the problem is that we overlook one fundamental truth and that is that people speak different love languages just like people speak different languages like I speak English, we speak Spanish, <laughs> we all speak different languages and love has different languages. Right, so to, to, to get into the, the definition of what love languages is, uh, I would like to give my, my take on it and then maybe you can add on to it. Um, so like any type of languages, uh, love languages are the ways in which we can express love and they're more or less categorized uh, there's like some like common agreement of different categories of love languages there's five is like they accept that the one we're going over today at least and um and yeah depending on your personality and your experiences you will incline towards you know one or two and not so much towards the another one or two um, so we, we actually uh, happened to have similar love languages, but we didn't know anything about this a few years ago. When we learned about it, we were like, oh, wow, cool. We have these in common. And then also like, oh, well, those we didn't have in common. And we could look back at our own story and be like, oh, okay. So we communicate love differently in certain situations. So that's what it is about for me. It is how you express love in some people's love languages can be toxic and negative and they're still trying to express love so we're gonna go over like generalities it doesn't mean if it's positive or negative but like what are the ways in which you can potentially express love to others and how you expect to be loved back what you expect others to consider forms of love yeah so um, it is exactly that. Love languages are the way in which we communicate our love to each other through different ways of showing up around the people that we care about, how we interact with them. And there are five main ones, yes. And we many times relate to a lot of them. And we also sometimes... Also sometimes. <laughs> Which one? And we don't, we also don't relate to others of them. Like, for example, I have one that is zero. <laughs> like, and it's the same. The one that we both have zero is the same. And we'll get into that. Um, but yes, yeah, so love languages is the understanding of the way that we express love. People have different love languages and um, we kind of expect others to have the same as us even though we might not even know which ones are ours that is most probably what we expect other people have and um, and we 
when we don't get that type of love language back, we start worrying like, oh, does that person love me? That, you know, am I even important to them? Just because the way they're communicating love to you is not the one that you're expecting because you are expecting the same one you have. Even if you don't know that, that's still the situation. So, so yes, let me give you a little example. So say there is a man and a wife and the man says, I tell her how beautiful she is. I tell her I love her. I tell her what a good mother she is. And none of it seems to matter. She says that she doesn't feel my love and I don't know what else to do. And the wife's response is, if he loved me, he would help me around the house. All he does is watch TV. <laughs> so the problem you ask is he's using words and she is crying for actions. So if he wants her to feel loved and seen, then he needs to learn how to speak to her in her love language. And so it is, <clears throat> there's yes. a name for that one. So that, that, that specific case has, it, it perfectly fits in one of the love languages. Yes. The one that she is craving and, and the one that the guy is getting. Yeah, so we're going to share with you guys what they are in a bit. Um, but here's a thought. A thought? Yes, so a thought. The thought, many people have this thought. This is a common thought. Um, I've noticed it. The pattern is there. It's a very prominent pattern in couples. Is the thought that he or she doesn't love me because dot dot dot. Like in the story, right? In the little example I gave where he doesn't love her because he doesn't help around the house right? so he doesn't love me because he doesn't this or that is a very common thought to have yeah, and sometimes yeah. not discussed right there's, yeah there's like it's suppressed it's suppressed people suppress we suppress this i know we we have had the same right both you and i have experienced it i remember not not knowing what i was experiencing but very much could after learning about it being a little bit mind blown to think back to past relationships and be like, wow, I see how I believe this person didn't love me because they weren't speaking my language, but none of us knew about this and we were just communicating the way we knew how. So just by this showing up in your, you know, your, your podcast or reading it up on the internet or Instagram post, this whole concept of love languages, it just never ran into my life before, or if it did, I ignored it. But when the one time that it showed up, it was uh, like you're saying, like looking back and previous relationships and our own relationship and be like, wow, no wonder why this and that. Uh, so anyways, it's, it's really um, very basic thing about any type of relationships, even with parents, with friends, it's, it's the same, it's like a universal thing, that the way we communicate love. It's something that needs to be discussed. I seriously invite, you know, whoever's listening to this, like go and figure out your own. We actually have some resource that we'll share with you later. Uh, and, and discuss it with your partner, right? Like talk about it because it is so overwhelmingly 
impactful to have this understood and and talked about in depth because yeah. it defines a lot of what makes you happy in a relationship and defines a lot of that keeping that flame alive like we were saying so yes. it's very important to have that on the table so why don't we finally explain which one are, <laughs> are the five yes um, let's get to it so will you read them rather yeah sure sure so number one is words of affirmation so this is you using words to build each other up so an example could be thank you for taking out the garbage <laughs> you're welcome not it's about time you took the garbage out <laughs> right so oh. so building building up with your words uh, words of admiration and gratitude number two is gifts So this is giving a gift that says, that makes you feel like this person is thinking about me. Look what they got for me. Number three is acts of service, which is doing something for your partner that you know they would like. So cooking a meal, washing the dishes. Yeah, doing stuff for them. Yeah, just getting them getting them like running little errands bringing them things to eat right just giving them that like active service I see it as doing things for yeah them. doing things for them right and quality time number four is quality time by which we mean I mean <laughs> giving your spouse undivided attention And this could be in the form of going for a walk on the beach, sitting on the sofa and talking for hours and hours like we do. We do this so much. <laughs> we do this all the time. Like we, we, are, we are huge on quality time, which is actually interesting because although we're huge on quality time, we've had our fair share of misunderstandings and, and yeah. arguments about this like feeling Even though we have this in common, this is this is another thing to address, I think, is even though you might have a love language in common doesn't mean you necessarily know how to communicate it so well, just with any language, right? You need to learn how to communicate it. So even if you are only now aware, like when, when I only became, when we became aware of what our love languages were, didn't mean that we 100% knew how to communicate. I mean, even now we don't know yeah, 100%. Exactly. It's just understanding which one you speak the most and second most and yeah even third most it. like i have three dom dominant ones they're quite they're all quite dominant for me and then i have two that are like not really relevant <laughs> so and then we have physical touch which is holding hands hugging kissing that's number five number five what did i say physical you didn't say the oh <laughs> physical touch which is like i mentioned holding hands hugging kissing making love <laughs> mm, sexy and these are all expressions of love so those are the five love languages and out of these five we all have a primary love language which is the way we are more likely to communicate our love um, but we also have ones that speak to us a little bit less and then we have some that maybe don't resonate with us at all then you don't 
give it and you don't speak it and you don't understand it yeah like it's just not part of your vocabulary <laughs> <laughs> right so just to sum it up and summarize it uh, we said number one words of affirmation can you scroll up please scroll up no because it's not the same order number one words of affirmation number two uh, gifts number three acts of service number four quality time and number five physical touch right so we have like a little chart um, that um, expresses for all five different love languages how to communicate uh, to people who speak that love language and what actions to take and things to avoid so if you um, are communicating with someone whose love language is words of affirmation, then you want to communicate by encouraging them, affirming, appreciating them, and listen, you know, paying attention to when they are speaking, listen actively to what they're saying. So um, that's how to communicate with someone uh, with, with preference for words of affirmation. What actions to take, um, Send them an unexpected note, an email, you know, a message, do uh, some communication of how you feel about them, how you appreciate them, how they are important in your world or in the world. So that's a recommended action. And things to avoid would be uh, not recognizing or not appreciating their effort. If you have someone who cares about being affirmed with words and they're doing a, you know, a good job at something and they love you, they will expect you to recognize their effort and acknowledge it and tell them good things about it that's how they would feel loved and if you don't they might feel you don't love them because in their love language loving you is to tell you you did well when you are making an effort so what's words of affirmation uh, the next one physical touch Mm, I know someone who likes physical touch. I do Somewhere so around much, here. so much. Right, so how to communicate non-verbal use of body language and touch to show love. This is not difficult, guys. You know it. Just, you know, touchy-touchy. <laughs> and actions to take, you know, hugs, kisses, cuddling, just holding hands. Um, physical proximity and, and closeness. Yeah, cuddling, just like... Lying on the bed, cuddling. Yes. Being there, holding each other. That's what, guys, it's my number one, so. And uh, <laughs> things to avoid um, for someone who cares about physical touch is uh, physical neglect, uh, like rejecting them, not giving any love, or in the, on the other hand, being physically abusive, like hurting them physically. For someone who cares about physical love, you know those would be a pamp that don't do that it's gonna hurt them a lot um so how about you speak about receiving gifts that's another love language receiving gifts one we don't have at all yeah so this is interesting um we're gonna share a resource with you guys at the end which is a test about love languages and it basically breaks them down into percentages and both of us have zero for gifts <laughs> give receiving and giving gifts okay so if you are if you have a love language that is receiving gifts for the person you want to communicate with how to communicate would be thoughtfulness so making your 
your partner a priority and the idea of presence and the things that they enjoy and care about so showing them that you care about them yeah that you know their details you know, and their preferences you know and something that you, you yeah. want it you know what it is that they want the things that they like their little favorites <laughs> sorry <laughs> okay so Actions to take will be giving thoughtful gifts and gestures, so things, little things you know that they like, just presenting them with little gifts and little gestures, expressing gratitude when receiving gifts, so if they, they give you something, um, to be grateful for that and to express that gratitude uh, for what it is that they gave because it comes with a lot of love it's not even just even if a, you don't care about gifts, even if you don't care about gifts that person does and I that's have, how they love you <laughs> i have a beautiful friend my best friend she is incredible and she loves she loves getting me things she loves buying me things and i am grateful every single time super grateful but i struggle so much to think of getting gifts like it's just not there it's zero percent for me luckily we have other love languages in common so it's good this is the cool thing of knowing your love languages so you know that if one is not in alignment with your partner or anyone else that there is a way to to still give to love still give love as yeah. long as they understand right you and your yeah. friend understand that from each other we both know that our love languages our main ones are so different and so we find a neutral one and then things to avoid if you are if you're this person is a love languages gift is unenthusiastic gift receiving so getting a gift from someone and being like oh great thank you or not being grateful and not saying thank you or not showing much interest in the fact that you're receiving a gift like it's just an ordinary thing and um, forgetting special occasions <laughs> so when you have your anniversary maybe forgetting your anniversary is not going to be yeah. the best idea you, yeah. <laughs> forgetting their birthday or... forgetting their birthday important dates things that matter to them or to you as a couple like important couple dates so buy, buy a little present if your partner likes receiving gifts and buys you gifts randomly. That is a hint <laughs> that they are in that love language. Yeah. Okay, so quality time. Quality time is how to communicate in quality time would be uninterrupted and focused conversation. So like I mentioned before, sitting on the couch or the sofa. I call it a couch. What do you call it? A sofa? A couch. <laughs> we call things the same by now. <laughs> so you're just chilling and having conversations. Not just how was your day and listen to everything that happened in each other's days and talk about work, but like having conversations, meaningful conversations about things that you guys have in common that matter to you, discussing important subjects. One-on-one um, -on -one time is important, so taking the time out to spend with each other, going on little adventures, 
doing whatever it is that you guys have in common, like just whatever it is that you like to do, right? We all have different things, right? And I love going on adventures. We love sitting on the sofa for hours and talking. That's why we started a podcast so we can talk for hours and you yeah. guys can actually get to hear some of the things that we say. So a little, little note here. The most recent time we took this quiz, we actually both got uh, the, this one to be the highest score but you have gotten um, physical touch yeah, as the first I before have. but I was surprised that quality time is my primary love language at least at the minute right now in this time of my life and I have to say even though that is the case we actually have a, a very um I don't know what adjective to use, but we have a practice of planning for our one-on-one -on -one time consistently. Like every week there will be, what are we doing on the weekend? What are we doing alone on the weekend? Like sometimes it has been uh, neglected. Yeah. And because of that, then there's the importance of making time for that. So quality time is something that we both care about yeah. so much. It's like in, in one or two <laughs> position. And still, it takes, you know, active effort we have, to yeah. make it happen. And it has caused, it has caused friction. It has caused some unhappiness as well, even though we both have this in common. All right. Mine is strange because, like, I took the quiz and I took it twice. And the first time, physical touch was my highest. And then the second time, quality time was my highest. But all three of them, the third one being... Um, words of affirmation they're all three very close and when i've after learning about them and paying attention to them i was able to realize those three are very close like they're all very present for me if i if i am not receiving love in those three ways i feel it like it's not just one or two of them but all three of them are really important for me and they're really important in how i express as well how i express love yeah, I agree with that. And also, I suppose, you know, this kind of results, uh, it's anyways different in different areas of your life. Like in some areas of your life, for example, physical touch is the most important one, but maybe in other areas of your life, even in the same relationship of ours, but in a different area, then you care more about quality time or you care more about words of affirmation. Yeah. Depending on like if we're talking about uh, work stuff or we're talking about our, you know, couple time or if we're talking about the house uh, that we co-live in. So I suppose it's, you know, if you have three strong ones, like in your case, I think I have two strong ones and the other one not so much and the other two like very low. But if you have three or two strong ones, I suppose in different situations and different yeah, areas of your life, they, you know, the one is more prevalent than the other one. Right, so... Uh, and then, okay, actions to take. So, create special moments. Like Ray mentioned, we make an effort, like we rem remind each other every week to take time out for ourselves to, like, even throughout our days, it's not just... Like we actually actively want to have lunch together, spend some time in the morning together, spend some time in the evening together. Like we make time throughout our day to be together. So create those special moments. Um, take walks and do small things with your partner. So 
just the little things like go watch sunset or drink a cup of tea or play a board game or just you know anything that is whatever you guys have in common like I said whatever is that you love to do put the phone away just be present with each other this is presence presence is so important in a relationship for it to not get so remember that is only if both of you or at least one of you has a you know an important prevalence for quality time as a love language then even if it's not yours but it's your partner's it's still important that you look into it and, and try and communicate love in that area because even if it's not important to you it's good for your relationship this is like from an external angle but it really is an overall good thing to do sit with each other put the phone away and freaking talk that that is something everyone should do regardless of their love yeah no matter what your love language is communication which we'll have many talks about because there's so many things to talk about in conversation but the come Conversation is like essential. There's but nothing. it's like non-distracted environment. Yeah, like the quality time. That's... And another important thing in quality time is that, for example, a good practice we have is every month we have been together, we have a date. So we celebrate celebrate every month. Yeah. And it's like 73 months right now. <laughs> and this is something that I have, we've, this is actually quite an interesting thing. We've been told by so many people we're super lame for doing this. Yeah. Fine. But it's, well, it's it's really important. Yeah, but maybe not. And and it's it's, it's a like oh my yeah. Buy me a gift and I feel like awkward. Like no, oh, I don't want a gift. But, <laughs> but if you had a gift love language, for example, your parents, they have that one. They yeah, care my about parents. Like, and when you receive a present from someone who cares about presents then you gotta give you in not even a fake it like, like for you know, real, actually yeah. understand that that's how that person is, is giving you love yeah this is how this person's saying i love you so maybe you want to go play video games with your friends you want to go to the bar but turns out that your partner wants to spend time with you have dinner without the phone and talk about things in their world that you maybe don't care for so much but you can at least remember, well, this is this person loving me. That's how they express their love. They want to have dinner and talk. Yeah. Maybe not your favorite thing, but you should still communicate in that language of theirs. Yeah. Now, what you should not do. <laughs> Things to avoid, guys, is distraction when spending time together. Distractions, like we mentioned, the phone or getting up and... Like if you're in a conversation and get get distracted and go and talk about something else and not not be fully present, not be actively listening, um, and uh, a long time without one-on-one time. So this one, this is actually that's why I mentioned quality time being is one of the important ones for both of us actually. And I remember many times in our relationship that the distraction one and the long time of no one-on-one time like it was present because within our love language here's an interesting thing within our love language of quality time my version of quality time was different to <laughs> Ray's version of quality time continues to be different in continues some to be different and for me quality time is doing things like going on adventures Lying on the bed together, cuddling, 
doing the things we have in common, the fun things that we have in common. And that time that is not within your normal day-to-day -day life, for example, cooking together or washing the dishes or because <laughs> in my mind, I would have to do all these things even if you were not here. So for me, quality time in that sense is the one-on-one -on -one time in which we're not busy with something when we're fully present. We're not just going through our day. And sometimes we've had this little argument of yeah. saying we don't spend enough time together. And he's like, what are you even saying? We're together all, and I'm like, no, I mean, quality time. Yeah. We are spending quality used, time. You literally have used those words. I know, I'm literally repeating exactly. Well, I'm, I have to defend myself here. Go for trigger, it. Trigger, trigger, reaction. Go for it. Um, no, I think, the um, even though it's the same need for quality time um, in that situation that was about like two and a half years ago or two years ago that we had i remember we we had friction because uh, you wanted to go out on adventures and go to the beach and i was more interested in being at home i wanted to be with you and I didn't want more people around. I wanted to be alone with you, but I wanted to be at home. And you wanted to be alone with me, but out there doing things. And because of that, even though we wanted the same, to be alone with each other, because we wanted to do it in different settings and, and for different you know, reasons, for different needs, it created friction anyways. And yeah. it took several long conversations and a couple of arguments for that to be fully understood in our relationship. Like, okay, quality time, I understand what you mean. And this was like four years into our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> this is something that took us a lot of time to figure out. And still, here we are still figuring it out. Cause sometimes still we're just like, meaning different things within the same love language. And this is why it's so important to talk about it because we, you will forever be discovering new things about it. Which is exciting <laughs> yeah and because you change as a person yeah. and maybe you're more inclined in other things 10 years from now so yeah it's important to keep it yeah. on the table everything is we're always changing we're always changing i remember myself when we started our relationship facebook I, memories is <laughs> excellent for that yeah and you think back you look back to the times and you're like wow i was really like this and then there's this there's, there's no other answer other than to be proud of yourself because um, if you think about you definitely got it better at stuff yeah, right? like I, don't a, be don't be so hard on yourself, yourself. I'm I am someone who's super hard on myself so I am saying this because I know <laughs> it's tough to be in that situation of being so hard on yourself okay I'm gonna describe the last one we kind of like left it out <laughs> but that I actually thought this was going to be my main one in the quiz, but I got quality time as the first one, and this this was even the second, was the third, so I was quite surprised. But it's called act, acts of service, like we explained before, it's a love language in which we do things for others, take care of their responsibilities, you know, make their life easier by doing something for them, ra rather than buying something for them, or giving them physical love, or in this case is you do something that you assume they didn't want to do and they would feel better because you did it for them. So how to communicate in this case, um, 
you let them know that you want to help if you need anything let me know right that kind of reaffirmation that if you need help i'm there for you and that you want to make their load lighter um and basically everything around it right so i am someone this is why i thought that i was going to get this as number one i am someone who's constantly doing things for other people and it happens because i offer it because i assume people will be happy to hear hey if you need help i'm here for you Many times people want to get that help and it creates chaos in my life because I said yes to many favors. But I thought, yeah, when I love someone, I want to do things for them. That, that is true, but it seems like in the couple, uh, in, in the couple relationship, I am more keen to spending quality time and giving physical touch to each other. <laughs> But anyways, uh, actions to take for someone whose uh, love language is acts of service is uh, cooking for them, making breakfast, you know, bring it to bed, just be attentive, um, taking care of something they had to do. Like I mentioned, they're, you know, they're struggling with a report and it's getting late and you're like, hey, can I help you? You know, I'm here. That, that's like how to, you know, how to act on... For the chores, like doing the laundry. Or... Yeah. Oh, oh, honey, I did the laundry for you, man. You're gonna yeah. get some score. There. <laughs> ah, gender roles there. <laughs> shattered glass. Yeah, that's it. Uh, things to avoid for the person you love, whose love language is act of service, is what lacking <laughs> follow through oh man i hate this i don't know what follow through is you explain i forgot but lacking follow through on small and large tasks what's that like, oh, you said you were gonna do it and you don't do it yeah okay yeah makes sense so you this person cares about acts of service and you were meant to serve them in some way and you didn't yeah you said you were going to and you didn't it bothers them a lot see yeah so so for me acts of service for me acts of service and and gifts are are very low in the list <laughs> they're not very present yes and it has caused conflict in relationships around me because people as me we have expectations we have expectations about all of these five languages that we just spoke about right now so all these five love languages there are huge expectations that we place on each other that can cause a lot of conflict or frustration and or hurt because you hurt. feel like you are not loved yeah it can it creates a gap between you and um and then and then it's a spiral it's like any of these if the person you are with is not feeling loved through any of these love languages they start doubting they, their self-worth they start doubting if they are cared for or if they're in the right relationship or if you care about them or if you even love them and it's I'm sure you guys can see just by how we're explaining that it is such a vital thing to understand because if you don't understand this, then you create all these stories. You're writing all these stories, these toxic stories in your relationship of what this is supposed to mean instead of just speaking. Like, 
oh, I remember doing this so much. I remember doing this so much in my relationships. Like, well, so story assuming. time. Tell us about that <laughs> relationship you were in. So, I, not even one, just all my relationships. I remember this so much because I, physical touch, so much. I'm a very affectionate, so guys, since I've been very small, um, very, since I was a baby, I guess. <laughs> I've always been very physically affectionate. Like I've always been very warm and loving and affectionate and intimate and physical touch. It's my way of showing love. And I was in many relationships in which my partner was not physically there, like physically absent. Um, and I would create so many beliefs and so many thoughts so many stories in my mind of how this person doesn't love me and I love this person more than they love me and um, maybe I'm not good enough, right? Maybe I'm not worth that kind of love, right? It just, it's a spiral. It's a toxic, endless spiral of believing bad things about relationships, believing bad things about yourself. And so I did this and in every relationship and another big one for me was Quality time, like not getting to spend quality time. I remember this is a big one actually, now that I think of it. I remember it being a big one um, that I had. I had two ex-boyfriends, both of them that were like super into video games. <laughs> they love playing video games for hours and hours and hours and hours. And we didn't spend quality time together. And it would really get to me the same way the physical touch thing would get to me, it would get to me. Like, doesn't this person want to spend time with me? Like, what's the, what's the deal? What did I do? Why, why, doesn't, why do you want to spend time with me? What's the problem? And not saying I love you or not being, you know, the words of affirmation, right? All of these things, even in my relationship with you, it was present, still is present. But I remember in many relationships that I had the struggle um, of feeling this way and it causing fights and conflict and a gap between us and a lot of pain, a lot of pain. And so it was a trend that it was like, my partner was not physically loving or didn't spend time with me or didn't use words of affirmation. And we were just, we were missing out on so much because we could have had such good times, like you could have such a different experience if you're talking each other's language. Because if I was just open about, hey, this is how I express love and how I feel love, and they were open about the way that they are, right? If we even knew this stuff, um, then there would be more intimacy there. So if you're in a relationship and you're feeling like, you know, there's, there's no intimacy, there's yeah that's not this is something this is something to to dive into with your partner but yeah so my story is that it has been a struggle um for my self-esteem for how i feel about myself for what i deserve i feel i be i believe i deserve in a relationship um and even in our relationship it has been challenging from time to time like we just told the story about us with the adventuring and going out and we wanted the same thing but differently and that caused a lot of friction yeah and there have been others around yeah. other love languages uh, for example um, 
Let me actually tell a story of the one, I think it was about quality time, a, a quality time event. Um, so it's the same love language around quality time. Um, but I remember it happened a few times that I would, we had plans and I canceled or we had plans and I'm late because I'm on the phone with someone for too long and then it's taking time of our special thing that we were going to do quality time that I didn't see with the same eyes, right? I didn't understand how you uh, value this type of situation because I didn't care about it so much before. Crazy now is the main one in my quiz, but I remember six years ago having a, like an argument about this subject because I didn't appreciate the quality time the same way you, you did. I think we have just gone like to the middle and over the years. In all of them, I think we've just gone probably, to the middle. Yeah. At least the ones we care about. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the story is uh, like, I remember the first time, I don't know, it's a, a bit blurry, but I remember we were we were at friend's house in Rayong and uh, we were and we were meant to do something before and I I was late and then we had this like visit to our friend's house and so while we were there you were like unhappy you were not in a good mood and then when we were leaving uh, walking in the parking lot of their condo and uh, you explained to me that uh, it, it was like a combination of values and what your mom taught you and a little bit of story of how uh, your dad used to cancel on you all the time yeah. when you were a kid, right? So it is very possible that we shape our love languages out of our own experiences. I actually don't have the details on that, but it makes sense to, yeah. to think that. And now I'm different now. I'm super different now. Canceling is not a big deal for me. I don't mind. I don't get offended. Like, it's a completely different experience for me now than back then. I was super intense about it. You joined I, me. I got, <laughs> yeah. Like, we have gone more to the middle in these things. Like, we have learned from each other, which is the cool thing of being in a relationship. If you have complementing characteristics, um, so I think this is maybe a, a matter of uh, controversy, um, but I, w I would like to bring it up. You know, you, some, some people will say you are not supposed to change for someone. They're meant to love you the way you are. But that doesn't mean the way you are is the best for you or <laughs> the best for them or nothing similar. It, it's you are the consequence of what yeah. you have experienced and what tools you had in your hands while you experienced it. So it could be completely necessary to change. I would say, I wouldn't say to look at it like that. I would say... But like as an, as an initial defense. Yeah, like, oh, you're not supposed you're to not change. You're not supposed to change me, yeah, but I think it's... That's what I'm saying. The, the, in my opinion, what I'm trying to say, gosh, I'm like losing my words here. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that it is. What is it that I'm trying to say? I lost it. I don't know. You lost it. <laughs> what I was saying. Oh, sorry. I wanted to. Okay, I'll try to remember. What I was trying to say is what you said. 
No, what um, what I was talking about is that in the in the process of remembering what you were saying. Ah, I remember. Was... Do you want to? <laughs> no, I forgot completely. Did <laughs> <laughs> you remember? I remember. Okay, say it. Okay, so instead of changing or seeing it as the person changed, oh, now you remember. <laughs> instead of seeing it as changing the persons, it's so much more powerful and useful to see it as growing and becoming a better version of yourself together as a couple so a better of version of you as individuals together as a couple so go through that journey together as a couple because that is what has happened so much for us like we have grown so much just on taking each other on our journeys our individual journeys and and having opposite things that we worked on so they were it was easy to come to the middle in some things and in other things it was really difficult like it was so challenging yeah, and i don't expect it to forever be at peace like there's no. gonna be because we will as individual change and, yeah. and clash in something it's an endless journey like all of this is an endless journey it's never gonna be the same like that you sounds like hopeless come the, on. no it's, no it's, it's a, i mean it's an endless journey but it's a beautiful journey what i just mean endless is it's not like you're gonna arrive at a destination and then be there forever because if if we're not changing then if we're not growing and changing like everything in the world everything around us is constantly growing and changing otherwise we wouldn't be able to make a podcast we'd be playing outside <laughs> so probably sleeping at this time yeah probably because there would be no light <laughs> so everything is constantly changing so it's just about it's about that it's about growing through the changes together and not changing each other but just growing through life together and becoming the better version of yourself so yes that's what we would say sure no i i really wanted to now that i remember i wanted to conclude on my idea that yeah some people could see it as oh uh, you're not supposed to change for your partner they're meant to love you the way you are etc um the truth is like you said the you can just focus on the same situation from a different angle but the consequence is the same if you have a tendency of two love languages and the other three you don't care about at all but you happen to love someone who cares about one of those you don't care about and it is something that you need to develop because you love this person and you want to let them know you love them and they're not going to change their love languages for you so quickly neither you will change theirs uh, yours for them so quickly it is a process that genuinely happens because you want to express your love to that person and that person has some ways in which they feel, uh, they, they receive that message with more intensity. And if it's challenging in the beginning, you can even just, you know, after you've had this discussion, like, schedule it. Even if it's for yourself, even if you realize like, okay, now I'm, I, I know my partner's um, love language is gifts and I'm 0% about gifts, put it in... Put it in a calendar and make a point of now and then doing the gift thing because um, you know it's important for this person. Um, which is actually making me realize because I don't do this to my most amazing best friend. Now and then I do. I take her Starbucks. 
But she buys me all kinds of things. Like she's always giving me gifts, but I take her Starbucks. But because of being <laughs> in that relationship, you feel drawn to improving at that yeah, because like you I want, want to express your love. I want to express. We have the you know words of affirmation in common, which is incredible. But she, but I'm physical touch big time, and she's super against physical. Not super against, but she struggles with physical touch, and so we both both of our core. Is the opposite like the one that we struggle with is what the other ones is which makes it the perfect friendship because that means we get the opportunity to improve at these things she gets to be more in touch with her physical touch as a love language and i get to be more in touch with giving gifts and it's a process it takes time but it's it's happening like organically it starts happening if you pay attention and you know and you care about making and improve putting the the work in there to improve So how about we uh, discuss the ripple effects of understanding your partner's love language? Well, your own, your own and your partner. Yeah, so so basically it can it can improve so many different areas of your relationship. Um, the first one, the first and most important one is that it improves communication within the relationship. So if you are realizing that oh i don't know what my love language is nor do i know what my partner's love language is or maybe you have an idea but like we mentioned even within the same yeah we assume and even within the same love language there's differences right so to have that discussion and say hey and it, it's fun it doesn't have to be an uncomfortable thing this is not you're not having to like open up or get super deep with your partner so it's a great first step in The direction of better communication in your relationship because if you are openly communicating and saying let's figure out what our love languages are you can do the quiz together you're going to see the percentages it's going to be super interesting and then you can go for the idea of trying it out like we mentioned try it out and schedule it into your calendar Make it fun. There's a novelty to it. There's that excitement to the fact that you can now try these new things within your relationship. And another ripple effect of this means you now have a deeper understanding of your partner and yourself when it comes to your emotional needs within your relationship. That you get from speaking each other's love languages more and more. So if you're trying this out and you're adding these things into your relationship little bit by little bit you're going to start feeling like okay i understand my partner more so that means you'll be able to show them love more and this means that there's a increased feeling of love and appreciation within your relationship for both people for both people at the same time or similar time you are now starting to increase the feelings of love and appreciation within your relationship because you're starting to feel more love from your partner. And this will allow for feelings like my partner doesn't love me or my partner loves me less than I love them or to improve, well, for it to improve and then eventually disappear um, after a long a while, right? Everyone has a different timeline, so... For some people, this might take a couple of months. For some people, it might take a year. For some people, a couple of weeks. But that idea of 
reinforcing the love language, getting better at communicating with it, will start creating a situation in which those feelings start to disappear. Yeah, so when, when you start practicing and speaking each other's love languages, understanding them and speaking your partner's language, even if it's not yours, and you have like a different way to the relationship. Uh, you enter a new flow. And uh, this can be fun and brings many levels of, of novelty and excitement into the relationship. Uh, back to the keeping the fire burning. Uh, it has a lot to do with that because when there is a feeling of uh, appreciation and, uh, and care, making that extra effort of you know speaking your partner's language a little bit more, getting out of your way to communicate love in a way that is more relevant to them, it creates a, um, how do you call that a synergy? And that synergy is you know in on its own level, whatever level it is for you and your relationship. And it is that fire that is blazing there and it's and it's one of the several things that I would in my own experience say um, adds up to having a healthy and extraordinary relationship. Understanding each other's love languages and making the effort of getting better at a love language that might not be high up in your in, in your you know area of relevance but for your partners it, it is an important one and uh, and keeping in mind that this is something that will come up you will change, they will change, and it will always be relevant to talk about this, to look inside and understand what you care about, and um, you know, enjoy the benefits of, of keeping this type of practice uh, in your relationship. Um, extra tip, your bed might be, might be getting better too. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, improves intimacy and sex because you can apply all these love languages to your intimacy guys our our puppy is having a dream right now and she's making <laughs> she's dreaming <laughs> she's dreaming okay guys so yes what we we're saying sex and intimacy yes it can improve so much you can apply all of these little things to your sex life like if it's gift giving you can buy your partner some lingerie or you can buy yourself lingerie and get undressed and do a nice little show for your partner. Physical touch, you know, that's a self-explanatory. Let's not get too much into it. <laughs> In another episode, we'll get into that. Um, and words of affirmation, telling your partner how sexy they look, telling them how much you enjoy each other while you're in the act of enjoying each other. <laughs> Um, so yes, all of these love languages and understanding them, understanding your partner specifically and yours specifically will improve your intimacy and sex. Well, my, my personal take on the subject, if I didn't add enough, no, <laughs> um, would just be a recommendation. Um, you know, bringing this on the table, even in not, not necessarily with your relationship, like romantic partner, but but maybe with your parents, with your best friends. This is a very important thing in life and uh, having good relationships, romantic relationships, because it might turn into family and then it's going to be the foundation for some other humans 
So it's really relevant in that context. And this is one of the pillars. And sharing this information is, is relevant to anyone. And so I would just, you know, invite you to, to continue this conversation elsewhere, you know, mention it to someone and read up about it. I mean, there's more to it than what we are able to share in this format, but it's a really interesting subject. And I, I was mind blown when this came to my life for the first time, like I mentioned, and uh, it might be the case for some of you. So if that's the case, just make sure you uh, share this with someone you care about and, uh, you know, share your thoughts in the comment section and <laughs> just interact and share it around because it's very, it's very relevant. So I just wanted to add that personal note there. Um, thank you for sharing. <laughs> always, always a bit too long, but working on that. <laughs> yeah, guys, we both talk a lot, as you might notice, because we're already like getting close to a bit over an hour already. But okay, we're going to end this in a few minutes. <laughs> so a personal take, my personal take um, is the same. It was very mind-blowing for me when I, I found out about love languages and like I mentioned I could go back and think about my past relationships and how all these things all these stories I told myself created how I felt about myself how I felt about my partner how I felt about my relationships and how I felt this lack and this lack of deserving and so um, learning about it really made the difference and even if you are not in a relationship, like Ray already mentioned, for family, for friends, um, it's so important because this can cause a gap even with friends. It can cause a gap and break friends apart, break family members apart, um, parents and kids apart. So even if you're a parent, figure out what your kids love languages and do this with them. Do a little quiz if they're at an age in which they can and just it is, it is a very powerful tool. Um, and even if you are single, because even if you are single, you're gonna get into relationships in the future. So if you are aware of this already about yourself, you can share this with your, your new partner in the future and you can start from a solid, a more solid foundation, just with an extra tool there to help you on your journey. Yeah. Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Always more concise and to the point. Thank you for being that character in our show. You're welcome. Sometimes I go around in circles too. So, okay, guys, this is it from us for today. So please, if you enjoyed listening, if this gave you any value, please drop the little subscribe, drop, <laughs> hit the little subscribe or follow button. Um, give us a thumbs up, please. And in the comment section below, please tell us which was your biggest aha moment or Share with us your thoughts, your opinions, your disagreements. What is your love language? What is your love language? So down below, we'll leave also the link to the quiz. Yeah, we'll so leave. you guys can try it out and, and share it with your loved one and get this conversation started. And there's also some little points of tasks. So um, I just explained to take the quiz. And then if you're in a relationship, I give you some steps to use it further. But you can do this with your kids, your parents your friends okay all right so well just would like to also 
mention what we're going to be discussing in the next episode. This yeah, time yeah. I improvised, actually, we prepared we it. We planned it this time. <laughs> so the topic is how your beliefs about relationships are shaped and how they, what impact they have. Um, so next week we'll be diving into this subject. Oh, this one is a juicy cultural yes. programming and... And, and values and morals. Oh, this is this a good is one. <laughs> this one might be two hours. No, I'm joking. Uh, we will never do that to you guys. Uh, maybe in the future, but no. I think an hour is enough. An hour is enough. An hour is enough of your time. And we're way past and it, so we're not gonna take more of your time. We are very happy to be doing this, guys. This is our second Yay. episode. Yeah. We're doing it. High we're doing five, it. My love. Well we're done. Doing. <laughs> All right, people, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening in. And we look forward to sharing next week's topic with you. See you next week, amigos. Bye-bye. Peace. Bye, guys. Adios.